Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Reprise Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. And I'm joined, as always, with your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. You got Luke with us. Bite the bullet, baby. Oh, Jesus. Bite the bullet, oh, baby. Bite the bullet. Ugh. <laughs> Rancid. Disgusting. <laughs> One of the worst scenes of all time. <laughs> but also very good. Yeah, one of the worst scenes of all time, complimentary. <laughs> they should have shot him right there. They really should have. It's fine. He gets his. He does, that's true. <laughs> Agent Cooper has more patience for that man than he does fucking like Jacoby. Than for anybody else. <laughs> Well, I guess he was in Canada. He can't do anything in Canada. That's true. You can't hurt him in Canada. Yeah. In the seedy crime land of Canada. That's right. Evil Canada. Evil Canada. Luke, what have you been doing? Oh, God. Working. Yeah. (laughs) I had to work so fucking much this week. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, just spending a lot of time at work, a lot more time working on Eidolon shit, because we recorded a lot of audio for that dang finale we're doing. Yeah, we did. Really, really gotta edit a lot of, a lot of audio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beyond that, been playing some more Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters. Luke, how's Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters? Uh, it's good. I will say, you know, I was talking last week that it felt a little more uh, generous than a lot of these types of games, uh, t- card games are to me. And I do think that's still true. I also think Konami agreed with me because they patched it to make the daily login bonus less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, but you guys are giving away how much gold? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are making way too many cards. No, no, no. Uh, moreover, though, um, I think the game is very generous as long as you keep winning. Yeah. But that's kind of a problem that solves itself, don't it? <laughs> Sure is. Because you keep winning, you'll eventually get matched with people it's harder to beat. Uh, yeah, which that's has, normal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and that has perhaps slowed my rate of card accrual down, which has been an unfortunate combination with the fact that I'm slowly realizing my deck kind of sucks. Mm. But, um, mm, would need to be getting more cards to do something about that. Sounds like you gotta bust out the credit card. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the most important card. <laughs> the most powerful card in the game. You don't wanna you don't wanna throw Konami like, you know, like forty bucks and see what you get? 
I do not want to throw Konami $40. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah. That's why yeah. I haven't played Magic the Gathering in, like, four years. Right. <laughs> I just look at all the cards and I go, this shit sucks, man. Right. Yeah. But I'm still having a good time with it. I Weirdly, I got, like, up to the next rank in it, uh, like, the Gold League or whatever. And yeah. people kind of chilled the fuck out once I hit that, which struck cool. me as odd. That's like, funny because that's where that's where Mira started losing. <laughs> I, I'm still losing a lot, but it's not like the bullshit first turn kills I was hitting constantly in like Silver League. Sure. In a way that makes me kind of wonder. Oh wait, 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 wait. Are all those decks? Is Yu-Gi-Oh not actually like that at a high level? It's just that those folks are taking advantage of the fact that there's a lot of players that don't know how to counter very easily countable, counterable stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I get you. Uh, the aggro decks look like shit until somebody else takes one turn. Right. Yeah. If Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the opposite. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Um, or just like, I feel like... I, I'm getting the impression that maybe, you know, if you know the Yu-Gi-Oh meta and know the good cards you can shut down those 50-card combos, and they're not that big a deal. Yeah. But if you're, you know, like a lot of people with this game, coming in having not played since, like, 2005, you're just getting your shit wrecked over and over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Card I games. I'm still having a good time playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's about the only game I've really had any time for. I played a little bit of Guilty Gear, but I got nothing new to say about Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear's still good. I still like being Nagoriyuki. I was going to try biking because uh, I have the season pass. I forgot I did that when yeah. they announced Jacko. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess I'll do I'm, that later. I don't know. I also want to check out biking. She she seems neat. It's been a while since I've biking. Uh-huh. That's the end of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say went biking and then I yeah, left off. Gone biking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gone like, biking. Hmm. We can work no, yeah, it. <laughs> we can just keep moving <laughs> and just ignore take? the. <laughs> it's been a while since I went biking. Hey! <laughs> Good joke, Ashley. This fucking guy. Thanks, Luke, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. What have you been doing, Ashley? I uh, I've been watching movies. Uh, nothing like, like huge. Um, I watched Ghostbusters two, uh, in Ghostbusters because um, Blank Check's doing commentary on that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostbusters has like never been my series. Yeah. Um, like I, I think it is like the first one is like a perfectly okay. Yeah. To like. Eh, uh, comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I had, I don't know if I'd ever seen two or if I just knew everything that happened in it. Sure. Um, but then I watched two and I, th- I found two just like dire. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces of two. It, it just kind of like lays into like, the really unlikable parts of everyone's personality. Oh, sure. Which, like, is already walking a tightrope on that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's just like kind of insufferable in the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, excited in the worst way to, for them to get to Ghostbusters Afterlife because they just keep talking about how they fucking hate it. <laughs> Is that one of the newer ones? That's the one that just came out. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the one that's like they gave it back to the fans. Right, that's the I one see. that they announced immediately, like, while they were making the all-girl Ghostbusters. Like, don't worry, we're going to claim it back for us, the men, who Ghostbusters are for. Right, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know what the path is that, like, your life takes where you end up being a Ghostbusters guy. I I think the only path is you watched a lot of the real Ghostbusters as a kid. Maybe, maybe. I think that's it. I don't I don't know how else it could happen. Uh, and also the biggest downgrade is the fucking uh, secretary from the first movie to the second movie. Uh-huh. Because in the first movie, like, th- she's not in a lot, but, like, her gag is uh, she's sitting at her desk and then fucking Egon comes out from below <laughs> her desk after. Right. Uh, she's basically just, like, doming him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and the second one, uh, they get put her with uh, Rick Moranis mm-hmm. uh, as like a, 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 a cutesy nerd cup. I'm like, that's not her energy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to get paired with Rick Moranis personally. <laughs> he seems like a, a very decent fellow. but I'm sure he's fine, but no thank you. Um, but yeah, um, I know Afterlife, like, really hammers in, like, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Like, they have, like, little mini, like, Minions version of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a kid named Podcast. What? I did yeah. know about the kid named Podcast. I did, I did not know about the kid this. named Podcast. One of the, like, young Ghostbusters is named Podcast. Why? Like, is that a nickname? It's a nickname. But okay. That's all he's. That's all that they are known as. Okay. It is not as if on his birth certificate it says podcast. No, that would be okay. better to me. <laughs> that would be better if you're gonna do it. Go all the way. <laughs> no half measures. If his name is podcast, his name is podcast. Okay. Yeah. I want a scene. I want a prologue scene. In the hospital when his mother is giving birth, <laughs> listening to Radio cereal. Lab and being like, listening oh, to cereal. <laughs> this is what got me through this. I gotta, yeah. I gotta honor the medium. Not one specific show. I, li- I was on rotation. <laughs> it was a long delivery. I was in labor for forty-eight hours. <laughs> Can uh, I get I some recommendations <laughs> for podcasts to listen to while I'm in labor? I got through all of Marielda while I was having this kid. <laughs> oh Lord. Um. Yeah, they they do not ever say what his name is, and uh, he is the one uh, person of canon and the uh, person of color in the new Ghostbusters. I see. Brutal. Uh, I've also you know been playing some games, still some Sea of Thieves, still some Skate Three. Um, I play. They did a free update to uh, House Flipper, which is a game I like a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but it was a. It's an update to the. Uh, uh, cyberpunk DLC they did, and I don't know if they've ever 
like done well by that. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like like they have like a lot of fun with all of the other like free DLC houses and stuff. Am I making it up or do they have a DLC house for like Master Roshi's house from Dragon Ball? They did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like you know, you like you could think of like all these like different like kind of references you can make in like a sci-fi space. Right. Um but it just kind of ends up like feeling like here's an apartment and we just filled it with neon. Oh, sure. And then like, oh, we put out two more things. They're kind of in the same layout of two apartments that are filled with neon. Mm. Coincidentally, that's also what uh, Wizards of the Coast thinks cyberpunk is in Kamigawa, so. Yeah. Great. And like, yeah, like it's just like, I don't know, I I wanted like something different. (laughs) Yeah. Like, make a CD like, basement kind of thing. Make a... Yeah, yeah. Make a um, Zion. <laughs> yeah! Uh, and also, I read uh, Soren Heine, which is a uh, Korean Yuri manga. Extremely good. Really loved it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Molly, what have you been up to? I'm trying to remember if it was last week that I watched The Matrix 4. Must have been. I, Must have I, been. Do, I do not believe you've talked about The Matrix 4 on this podcast. Great flick. Yeah. Had a yeah. great time. I'm into it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, I, I like Gay Agent Smith. Yeah. Non-Terry <laughs> Gay Agent Smith. Yeah, one of my only complaints about that movie is I wish he was in a little more of it. He should be in more of it. He needs at least one more scene at the end. He just kind of is like, all right, I'm done now. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he does kind of just leave. Um, Hashtag love wins the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a good time. I like uh, like all those new characters they put in there. Yeah. I don't. Are they making more of those? I hope not. I I don't know. They probably are right. Whether or not whether or not it will be directed by Lana Wachowski. I think uh, the only thing say? they've announced is that they're working on a video game. Yeah. Ugh. They gotta stop, man. <laughs> no, I, I hope this is the Enter the Matrix of that, where you, like, follow right. some, like, yes. side character. You follow Give Smith. Me that shit. You see what he's up to when he's not on screen. <laughs> Give me that shit. I don't want... A, yeah, ga- I don't... a game where you play as Agent Smith would actually be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Could be all right. Let's see. I'll see. Um, yeah, well, now so I, I imagine more of just like a strategy game set during like the original Matrix sequels where you gotta like turn all the Matrix people oh, into you. you turn into you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the playing some Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I, I picked it up on PC. That game looks good on PC. Yeah? It's crazy. You, you know how many frames you can get when you're not stuck on the Switch? I was gonna say, it's, Holy it's weird shit. to think that uh, personal computers might have more uh, computing power than the Nintendo Switch. My god, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't look terrible on the Switch. Like, don't get sure. me wrong, I'm not gonna be that guy, but man. Yeah. That console does not have a lot going for it. No, no, no. Like at all. <laughs> 
Um, I, I might get that Pokemon game that just came out. It looks neat. I don't know. I, I haven't. Neat. I haven't played it. I have seen people talking about it, and then I'm like, yeah, but this is sixty U.S. dollars. Yeah. The, like, I, if I don't get it, it's because Elden Ring is right around the corner. Yes, and do I Elden really Ring need two long right action adventure games back to back like that? Don't do it. Yeah. I I am downloading it now because I got it for. Because I work at the Nintendo. Right. Fucking Ashley's. Ooh, I just get all the video games. <laughs> um Yeah, I I probably if I'm if I'm smart, I won't buy it. But we'll see yeah. how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> the th- there's also Chelsea's kind of interested in it, so we might end up going halvesies on it. That would probably be the best way to do it. Yeah. If you're going to do it at all, I would I would just split. Yeah. Pris, uh, I was going to get Elden Ring on my PS5 when that comes out, but Pris was like, no, I'm taking your PS5 to play Elden Ring. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> Final, get it on PC. Christ. Oh, but then, we, then I can't invade you and die. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to invade Pris and embarrass myself trying to kill her instead. Yeah, she. I listen. We'll see if she plays online. She's not. She's not sure. that kind of gamer. I, I'm not really either. Yeah, I there don't do a lot that, of co-op in those games. Yeah, there's folks that I think make the very fair point that like multiplayer is a big part of how those games are meant to be played. But also, I don't want to deal with people. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll watch the blood stains or whatever and check the notes people leave. I think that's yeah. the best multiplayer component of the whole thing. Totally. I. Well, sometimes summon guys for bosses if I'm having trouble, but I mostly just want to play those games by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was almost like thinking like when people say like playing online like Souls game, like from software games, I always like think more of like in the larger like people like exchanging stories and tips. Yeah. Yeah. Than like actually playing it alongside another person. Right. That's that's the real Dark Souls to me. Yeah. Uh, Pris and I watched Amadeus because she hadn't seen it, and mm. you know what? I watched that a second time. Damn. Good fucking movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> movie Molly over here. Yeah, look, I watched two movies this week, dude. Check that I'm shit proud out. Of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm becoming a real, real movie guy. I was trying to think. I, was, I knew I was watching something. I didn't remember what it was, but now I remember because I'm a dipshit and I've been watching season three of Twin Peaks. Why would you do that? Well, in part because I was in a bad mood like last week and I just wanted something to pick me up. Uh, and also at this point now, I'm kind of sticking with it because there's a lot of fun parallels and I like having that fresh in my mind as I go through it. But you would have that fresh in your mind when we got to season three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're right. Okay. And I will have it even fresher in my mind when we get to season three on this show. Okay. Sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's whatever. a smart decision. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as I don't hear about it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying shit. Um, and then otherwise, I've been doing a lot of editing and playing Final Fantasy uh, in my downtime. Uh, making my character in Final Fantasy into Virginia Valentine is the best decision I've ever made. Hell yeah. It rules. Uh, but that's about it for me. We're yeah, we're close enough. You guys want to talk about uh, the cinema? Let's talk about. Let's talk the cinema. The cinema season one finale. 
the season one finale of Twin Peaks. Now, I said this last week, and I would like to say this again. Okay. Anyone who thought they were going to find out who the killer was, this episode is out of their fucking mind. And yet it was everybody who thought that. It's crazy that anybody thought that was going to happen. Uh-huh. It's a television show. Did you not think we were going to keep going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess they thought it was going to be like a one-season uh, miniseries or something. Yeah, well, Maybe, and also especially like David Lynch, who is mostly known for... Like, doing a bunch of movies. Yeah. It would maybe make sense that people thought that he wasn't going to stick around in the world of television. That makes sense, for sure. Um, yeah, or, but, or maybe I they mean, thought the show like, will continue without him. Yes. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, maybe they also thought it was just going to be, like, an, an anthology thing, where, like, season two will be Agent Cooper going to a whole new town with a whole new bunch of weirdos. It would be bonkers to do that. I given agree. The murder mystery. Yeah. Yes. Um, like j- just true detective, but just Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the only episode of the show that's directed by Mark Frost, the other creator of Twin Peaks. Well, he did a pretty good job. He did a pretty he did. good job. Um, so the show was like really critically well received and had like a very dedicated like cult fan base, but it didn't have great ratings. And they were worried that they were gonna not get renewed for a second season. So their plan to uh, ensure they got a season two was, we gotta load up this season one finale with so many goddamn cliffhangers that they pe- there will be riots in the streets if they don't let us resolve them. Well, boy, and did they do that. in the streets. Uh, <laughs> even, even so. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why this uh, episode is paced like... There's another cliffhanger we're not getting resolved, like, every five fucking minutes. Yeah, rules. Yeah, like, I was, like, looking and, like, I was like, oh, wait, I'm, like, three minutes away from the end. Uh-huh. And they just introduced a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, so I told I told Molly that, you know, we've already accepted Twin Peaks is homestuck, you know, James is Tavros. I think that makes this episode uh, our first flash. It, it is popping. <laughs> it well it, yeah it is specific, it's the uh WV ascend flash yeah absolutely <laughs> uh but yeah we open uh on a tropical beach at sunset Aloha. yeah sure pal hey wait a second these trees ain't moving this is just a backdrop it- hey wait there's crinkle marks on the paper <laughs> that we're looking at. <laughs> These two kids are so bad <laughs> at being fucking sneaky. These are terrible kid detectives. Yeah, they, they would never last. Uh, yeah, Donna and James have uh, snuck into Jacoby's office and are just kind of picking around uh, his things. James finds a box of umbrellas from drinks <laughs> that Jacoby saves. Kind of delightful, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's got one from, like, the date that, uh, you know, the man walked on the moon, and I first lay eyes on Mimsy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care who the fuck Mimsy is, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Donna just pushes a switch on the wall, and they just get blasted with the soundtrack to SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> True. And then they're like, well, how, how do we turn it off? 
have you tried pressing the button? Right. <laughs> but, the, well, she does do that, and then it starts playing country music, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, James has to find, like, a mixer and turn all the knobs down to finally get it to turn off. Dr. Jacoby's never gonna figure out that someone was in here. No, never. <laughs> uh... Well, also, by the time he gets back, he'll be like, I've had, I just had a heart attack. I saw yeah. Laura again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get on James's bike and ride, and Bobby does, like, shoots them with finger guns as they drive off. Well, specifically, thought- they find the tape first. Oh, right, they do yeah. find the tape of the coconut. That is important. Uh, I honestly thought that, like, well, I didn't th- actually think this, but I thought it would be very funny if they he just, like... Turn the key in the ignition and it immediately exploded. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, kind, that is the tenor of this episode. It. Yeah. That wouldn't have been a crazy thing to happen given everything else that goes on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they recover the, the heart necklace and the tape, but, you know, Bobby has laid a trap for them. Bum, bum. Uh, meanwhile, at the park, yeah, Jacoby is just like spying on Maddie, who's just kind of. Hanging out in the Laura costume. I'm not really sure why she's still here. No she idea. She's for them to get back. I guess. <laughs> it, it just, again, like, feels very, like, weird and unneeded that they're just having this girl. Yeah. Like, wait outside dressed up as this dead girl. She, right, she could have at least taken the wig off, but she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's chilling. She's just kind of wandering around aimlessly, and Jacoby sees her face and, like, gasps, because it really is Laura. Uh, and then he gets clubbed in the back of the head by a mysterious stranger in a ski mask. Yeah. Who then just beats the shit out of him until he has a heart attack. Yep. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, and then we zoom in on his eye, which turns into a roulette wheel at One-Eyed Jacks. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I like being gay, just being like, yeah, I'm real fucking bad at gambling shit, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna head home. I, uh... He's not even like that put out about it. He's just like, well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Like, hey, my money. And of course, I, I, yeah, I, I lost none of my money, so I'm fine with losing some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Cooper's like, I, I'm going to make a million dollars. Yeah, meanwhile, Cooper is counting cards at the blackjack table with Jacques. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And eventually he gives Jacques uh, the, like, bitten... The the damaged poker chip uh, from the cabin as a tip to let him know that, hey, he's... he's, He knows some things about some things. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, also one of the, like, the hostesses whispers in Cooper's ear about, hey, you want to go fuck somebody? And he's like, Th- you know, thanks for the opportunity, but no. Maybe, Maybe later. later. The, the way that Cooper set ass for another card is maybe the most sexual thing we've set- heard in the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> and we've heard, like, you know, Audrey and Laura go uh-huh. off. Yeah. But just like, are you sure you want another one? Give it to me. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking weirdo? <laughs> we know Cooper's a little freak. And then when he wins, he, he says, Mother always said I was born lucky. <laughs> Alright, weird thing to say, man. <laughs> yeah. Even, like, Jacques is like, is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fucking weirdo. 
Uh, um, Jacques is just so gross. Everything about him is yes. just—he's just—it's uh, uncomfortable to be around him. Also, Cooper has gotten two aces. Yeah. Listen, he knows. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, the scene of the casino uh, is being watched on a surveillance camera by Blackie as uh, Audrey is brought in dressed up in her fancy lingerie for her first night here. Just to say, it's not very fancy at all compared to anyone else in this fucking club. She doesn't get, like, cool playing card lingerie, that's true. Well, they they start to add it later, but... Yeah, they do sew a giant queen of diamonds onto her belly. It's true. It's like like, uh, the military. Like, the longer you've been there, the more... Uh Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Audrey sees Cooper on the security footage and just kind of tries to play it cool. She's very bad at playing it cool. She is and she's terrible like, mm, I hope I hope he's the one who asked for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Blackie has her like pick a card to be the card that you're gonna be here. Because there's and no course, names. Yeah, yeah, of course she picks the fucking Queen of Diamonds. Yeah, naturally. And honestly, Queen shit. For real, yeah. for real. Uh-huh. Uh and Black is like, all right, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I want to see the girl who comes in here is like, I don't know, seven of clubs, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the two of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the two of spades. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not that interesting or glamorous. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying my best, but I know the It's deal. fucked up that they don't show Blackie's tarot spread she's doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, like, I think we that's see fucking ha- rude. <laughs> we see Hawk in the surveillance van with Big Ed. I like that Hawk is, like, everyone else is very dressed up, and he is dressed the fuck down. Oh, he's Hawk chilling. is gonna be comfy tonight, goddammit. He's in yeah. the fucking van. Yeah, yeah. You just got like a nice, uh, just cozy looking cardigan. Good for And, uh, yeah, Cooper buys Jacques a drink and they start talking. Cooper says that, you know, oh, I can't believe Leo never told you about me. Come on, Leo's fucking stupid. Who do you think's been running this whole operation? It's me. I'm the real boss. I'm the money. Yeah. And I really get the idea that, like, Jacques is like immediately like, oh, f- let's fucking go. Let's. Yeah. He. I love like, not at, working for Leo. Right. Yeah. At, at no point does he think that he is being entrapped. Jacques uh, loves villainy and schemes. <laughs> and it's just true. being skeevy. Right. If you offer him an opportunity to do something villainous and skeevy, he cannot say no. Yeah. Because uh, this is where. Uh, it's so, like, kind of awkwardly done a bit, but, like, the, where he says the, like, hey, I'm just, I'm just wondering, just, you know, I, I know what happened with uh, Laura, but just wondering, just wondering, how did the, the chip get bitten? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, cracked, and uh, he explains that the bird is, like, is in love with Laura. Uh-huh. And... Uh, how uh, it kept on, like, kind of doing little love pecks, and so she was, like, making a lot of noise, and so Leo put the chip in her mouth and said, Bite the bullet, baby. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, honestly, it's it's already kind of an upsetting story because he's talking about this like high school girl that is be, like tied up and is getting pecked at by this bird and is asking them to untie her or get the bird under control. And Leo like just forces her to bite down on a poker chip until she breaks it. And then on top of that, the way they shoot it, they just keep zooming closer and closer into Jacques' sweaty face until you just have his tongue his hanging mouth. out of his mouth as he's telling this story. Yeah. As he says to bite the bullet. Bite the bullet. You guys keep that, saying it. It's not getting any better. No. <laughs> that accent, like, it takes, like, a weird turn in this exact story. Yeah. Yeah, I suspect this actor might not actually be French-Canadian. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> but, yeah, they uh, Cooper tells Jacques he has a job for him tonight uh, to run some stuff across the border for him. Because they gotta get him back into America before they can arrest him. Yeah. Yep. And he's immediately like, I know Leo just told me that he would kill me if I ever came back down. Uh-huh. But yeah. I would love $10,000. <laughs> to be fair, I would also love $10,000. Yeah, same. Listen, I do a lot of things for $10,000. <laughs> um, Leo, reach out. <laughs> yeah. No, Dale, please. Dale. Audrey is still kind of just getting ready in uh, the bedroom here. Uh, she was told that the owners are coming by tonight, so, you know, she's going to have to probably comfort the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess Audrey doesn't realize her dad owns the place? Yeah. No. Nah, why would she? Yeah, I guess that's right. I, I guess she just knows that he's heavily involved in it. Yeah. Um... We cut back to uh, the the Leo household. Yeah, and this whole scene's like the is it, shot extremely well. Yeah, Shelly is washing her hair in the sink and gets a little bit of shampoo in her eyes and uh, reaches for a towel that just gets slowly dragged out of her reach, and she realizes what's up and goes for her gun, but Leo gets her. Yes. Um. Yeah. Just like. And you, like, don't see her face or anything. It's just the hand, the towel, and the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it's, like, a really, it's really well done where, like, you can see just in her acting, like, on her, in her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her realizing, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. And, yeah, for now, Leo just kind of has grabbed her as, like, a hand clamped over her mouth. And, yeah, he's like, it's a lot of you made me do this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, meanwhile, Andy and Truman are just kind of sitting in a cop car just south of the border at, like, some kind of industrial district. Uh, They're just talking about Andy's problems with Lucy, and he's like, well, as we say in the law enforcement business, it's a cold trail. (laughs) A cold trail. (laughs) Uh, and then, yeah, like, uh, Sheriff's just like, women, right? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ha-ha, girls. Ha-ha, g- girls. Um, <laughs> See, this is why I fuck men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they get notice on the radio that Jacques headed their way. He pulls up in his car and gets they- out of it. They have a lot of fun with the various uh, metaphors. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, the trout's heading downstream your way. Cooper won't make it in time to, for the catch, but he'll be there to grill it later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets there, and, like, cops immediately pull, and uh, they have, you know, hands on the hood, or hands on the roof, and uh, he steals a cop's gun. He's yeah. about to shoot Truman, but a shot rings out. It's Andy. It's Andy. And he pulled his gun and shot a man. In, in, in the shoulder, so the man is still alive. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that is important. Pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good, good for Andy shooting a man. Yes. Yep. <laughs> He's grown so much since he dropped his gun. Yeah, in the, in the last 24 hours. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. like two days ago. You know, in the moment, he's clutch. Yes. Uh, and so they're like, ba- basically high fiving each other. Yeah. yeah, they're they're broing out. They're just yelling, "Dudes, rock it, Andy!" <laughs> yeah. Um, we get like the uh, broier moment later, but now we got to listen to this this fucked up tape. Yeah, they're back at uh, Donna's house to listen to the tape they stole, and it's the same tape from like episode two except it's a different take of it like it's not the same read of the lines yeah i i did not notice that no again it's one of those things you only pick up when you watch this show and read about it too many times yeah and i'm pretty sure that they were also like um like you know what like we can probably play the same thing and because this is a television and people haven't you know watched the first ep or, you know like the second episode recently yeah unless they like videotaped it right right people probably won't notice that's probably true yeah it's just like in episode two it's much more like oh james is sweet but he's so dumb and this one is like hey james is sweet but he's dumb a fucking idiot like and- she's just like a little like meaner in this version of it and James is like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, James, doing his best not to cry in front of his new girlfriend is... No, I'm glad I heard it. I'm glad oh, I heard her say that. <laughs> it's good, actually. I love I to just, hear it. I just want to know, let everyone know I'm a big, strong man. Big, strong boy. Got this leather jacket. Big, strong uh-huh. boy. He's not wearing the leather jacket. No, no. Meanwhile, Maddie is just kind of, like, looking off in the distance like, Damn, my cousin was a freak. Damn, she was a freak, though. Yeah, like, Maddie's like, wonder if I really do want to know my cousin. It's fucking it's, going on in this town. It is so fucking funny that Maddie goes to comfort James and neither of them say anything to Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your weirdo family. Right, right. Uh, Laura is clearly talking, like, because she mentioned the mystery man in episode two, but we didn't get yeah. to hear the rest of the tape, and now we hear more of it. It's about a uh, that guy can really light my F I R E. Yeah, uh, we don't learn that much other than the uh, like the red Corvette thing, right? Which would suggest it's Leo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also, you know, we can we can we could have made guesses. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, like this is not like the like. Huge break of the case of, oh, by the way, I'm going to go meet Leo Johnson and he is going to murder me. Right. Although, a lot of the clues are really seem like they're pointing to Leo at this point. 
They are. Yeah. Uh, Donna's dad comes down and, like, the other kids hide as she talks to him because there's been an emergency at the hospital and he's got to get over there right away. Uh, Little do we know there's, like, three emergencies at the hospital. Yes. I thought they were talking about the guy who got shot. That's not even who they were talking about. No. (laughs) Uh, I I like James to be like, oh, wow. Well, turns out Jacoby didn't kill her. He was trying to help her. No, James. Jacoby's still bad. No, I think Laura might have been right about uh, you. Yeah. (laughs) You're, You're right that Jacoby doesn't seem to have killed her. Don't know about the trying to help her part. Yeah. I think he, he may he have was been trying to help her into his pants. Yeah, pretty yes. sure he was still fucking a high schooler. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we go to the sawmill where Leo is prepping the arson for the night. And uh, just for a fun little bonus for himself, he's also bound and gagged Shelly in here, so she'll die in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And, ag- and again, like a lot of like, you made me do this. Yeah, yeah. Why would he implicate himself like this? This seems like a stupid idea. Oh, I think because Leo is a stupid man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that is true, but man. Yeah. I, 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 He's a crime doer. I think that he is more a angry man, which makes him do stupid things. Yeah, he's acting on impulse. Right. That's Yeah, that's fair. Like, in general, even... There's no possible way I can say this next sentence or two without sounding like uh, a maniac. Okay. But if you're go. going to kill your wife because you're a monster, yeah. at least wait until the FBI leaves town. No, I no, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, not a great look to make. Well, okay, but if you're going to kill your wife, here's how you should probably do it. I wasn't going to linger on this. Sure, yeah. Anyway, uh, I like that Leo has set up a fun little TV time bomb instead of just lighting yeah. a match. Yeah. He's made a little, a little, tra- a little trap, a little yeah. saw trick. Well, he just so wants her to suffer for a while. Up to a fucking well, like wire. The the point is so that uh, Catherine will be there when it goes up. That is true. He has to wait for. That's right. He's yeah. got to give them the opportunity to get Catherine over there. Like that. Yeah, that is the reason why he does the whole uh, rigmarole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he does uh, also show Shelley the clock and like this goes off in one hour, and that means you have. One hour to think about what you did to me and think about how Bobby's going to be dead by that time. Which did kind of make me think about, like, Bobby met with Shelly last episode and told her, don't you worry, Leo and James are both going to be dealt with today. Really feel like Bobby got his priorities reversed on which one to deal with first. Well, one of them matters a lot to him. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. The other one is the, uh, the, you know, spouse of his side piece. Right, right. Because <laughs> Bobby has done zero to deal with Leo at this point. He hasn't well, even tried. He has mostly been implicating him in the crimes. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He is trying to get somebody else to take care of the problem. Yes, right. he, I, he, he knows that he can take James. He doesn't think he can take Leo. Right. I guess, I mean, he hasn't done anything since telling Shelly, don't you worry, Leo is not going to be a problem. Oh, fuck no. Why would he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get to Nadine, who is not uh, in a good way. No. no. No, she's she's going to try and die here. Yeah, she got out a fancy dress, and she writes a note, and she pours a bunch of pills into a bowl, and takes them all. Yep. yep. 
And do we see the, like, aftermath of this here, or is that later? Nope, it's later. Yeah, we just see for now that, yeah, she... Yeah, that, that's, like, one of the, like, that's in the, like, almost, like, montage of, like, cliffhangers yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the drape runners really got to her, I guess. It's probably more than that, but, It's yeah. probably more than that, but that it's is the thing she was upset about last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. But perhaps, maybe, the drape runners were where she was displacing some other unhappiness. Perhaps she uh, knew that Ed does not like her that much. Yeah, uh-huh. We know yeah. that she is, like, extremely in love with her husband. And she, she's not dumb. She yeah. can probably guess that even if, even if she doesn't know he's cheating on her, she can figure out he's really not that into her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, then we cut to Hank and Josie. Josie is so fucking sick of this shit. Sir, could you just take the money and leave my house? Hank's got this whole little monologue, and Josie is just staring off into space with, like, a furrowed brow, like, I fucking hate you so goddamn much. Leave. Go. And Hank is like, Hank is like, I need to be a little bit racist at you here for a minute. Yes, uh uh-huh. Oh, I missed that. He keeps telling her, like, oh, yeah, I read this book about oriental philosophy in the joint. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, uh, that's just uh, such a common thing in white guys now that I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Of course he said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just keeps being like, well, you know, I know we had this agreement about how I would kill your husband in a fake boating accident and then get myself arrested for vehicular manslaughter to create an alibi. And you would give me this money when I got out, but well, I'm holding this money now and it feels kind of light. I don't know. It's like she's like, well, you should have thought of that before you agreed. Yeah. She's smoking this cigarette faster than anybody I've ever seen smoke a cigarette. <laughs> this is the uh, opposite of Audrey, like just taking like a few puffs and then yeah, putting it out. In the right. <laughs> Josie would have finished that cigarette. Josie yeah. is inhaling. This is yeah, like it is no, <laughs> no she air, is, all smoke. Yes. I like uh, that anyway, he even does the math for how much money she's giving him, and it breaks into like $5,000 a month for every month he was in prison, and then he has to be like, okay, actually, that's a pretty good deal, but... But! but fuck you, I want more anyway. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. Cool and now story, we're gonna bro. be blood siblings. I'm gonna do the thing where we cut our thumbs and mash our bloody thumbs together. And she just seems mostly confused about it. Yeah, confused and, like, unhappy that he cut her thumb. Yeah. And then, like, well, I guess I will put this on my lips. Yeah, Hank sucks the blood off his own thumb like a pervert. And then Josie (laughs) smears the blood on her lips like a pervert. Yeah, Yeah. I guess it's like, is this what we do? Like an anxious pervert. Yeah. (laughs) Hank, we know he loves sucking on stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Hank's uh, is into toes, too? Hmm. Could be. Toes does two, rhyme we'll with dominoes. All right. <laughs> what? Okay. It's true. You're not wrong, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm fast forwarding through this scene to remember what happens next. Oh, right. Then we get Catherine and uh, Pete together. Where uh, Catherine is like turning her office upside down, trying to find the ledger. And Pete comes in, and she's just like, hey, we fucking hate each other, but we used to like each other. Will you help me not die, please? Yeah. I I like this whole bit where, like, you know, the... 
like you know we used to like i never should have taken you up to that big house <laughs> yeah oh i was the i was the boss's daughter living in that big house on the hill and you were a lumberjack that could climb a tree like a squirrel oh yeah. we had one summer of like indiscretion and then wow look at us now now we fucking hate each other uh-huh. Well, I seem to hate you more than <laughs> you Yeah, I mean, your hate hatred me. is mostly reactive to my hatred of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, it's, I like this scene, I like her just, like, spilling her guts, and then he hugs her and is, like, yeah. emotional, and then you immediately see her, like, rolling her eyes, like, alright, I fucking got him, come on, you big goddamn baby, <laughs> I got crimes to do. Queen, 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 you got it, this is it, you're right, <laughs> I love her. Yep, I when I told you all the way back in episode one, I thought you'd love Catherine. I was mainly thinking of her scenes in this episode. Why would you say that at the beginning of the season? <laughs> Call the <him a> shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was for you to go. You're right, 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 right. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I do I'm love vindicated. this. Bitch. Look at her. Look at her. She's in trouble. Yeah. She's still being a huge bitch. Uh huh. And pretending not to be. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we're back at the sheriff's department where uh, Hawk is. I, just I, like, I was gonna say that okay. I could. I, I was. I was gonna say that I can't believe Molly has made this one eighty, but I can totally believe it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I made this one eighty. Look yeah. at her. <laughs> I've been she saying. Sucks. She sucks. Complimentary now. Yeah. I think she just still sucks derogatory. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Andy and or uh, Big Ed and Hawk rather are telling the other cops the story of how Andy totally shot a dude and it was badass. Hawk is really laying it on thick. Yeah, I feel like he's deliberately laying it on thick because Lucy's here. Yeah, Lucy's uh, and, nearby, you know, trying to gas Andy up to her. Uh, so she just kind of walks into a little like. Uh, Nook with a sink to just kind of like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, because she w- has been um, watering plants, so she's yeah filling it back up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy, full of confidence, having nearly murdered a man tonight, heads on over to talk to her. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, little mama. <laughs> and he just shuts like the weird like curtain thing that separates this kitchenette from the rest of the room, and just grabs her and lays one right on her. Just smooches her real good. Yeah. She it, is we, we, yeah, we get a whole explanation, and it's very good. I almost... The comedy version of Twin Peaks has him close it, and then immediately, like, it cuts to, like, the like other police just looking, and then it cuts to him, like, walking out looking dejected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they, they kiss passionately, and as soon as they break, Lucy finally tells him what's been wrong, and it's that she's pregnant. Could... No. And he does not take the news well. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> eyes go wide and he just opens the divider again and just slumps off and then Lucy kind of just storms out after him. Also, right. he calls her Punky. It's cute. Yeah, that's his yeah. little pet name for her, Punky. Uh, uh, I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. All right. Did Lucy do something wrong? Uh, What? Oh, by not, like, talking to him about it sooner? 
I, okay, I, the thing that I had kind of, like, read from this is the reason why Andy did not react well is that maybe she is pregnant and it is not his. Oh. It's possible. Maybe. I just took it more as, like, oh, my God, I can't, what, fuck, oh, yikes. I, I'm a dad? Oh, jeez, uh-oh. Neither of them seem particularly jazzed about the situation. Yeah, honestly, Lucy does not seem happy about it either. I think she is more just, like... Yeah, but I need, I'm gonna need your help, man. I feel like this is gonna be a situation where like, you said you put the condom on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, for maximum drama. That, yeah, yeah. Who can say? Who could say? Uh, I do like her just storming back to her desk and picking up the phone going, what? Yes. Uh, and it's Bobby pretending to be Leo in the least convincing Leo impression anyone's ever done. Yeah. But fortunately, the person who runs the switchboard is Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, who's in a bad mood and not paying attention. What are you talking about? This is just Leo Johnson. <laughs> Sounds exactly like him. You tell the sheriff Leo Johnson called and said that James Hurley is an easy rider. All right, man. Check the gas tank of his motorcycle. He got drugs in there. Uh, Cooper and Truman are questioning uh, Jacques at the hospital. Jacques does not seem all that upset that they shot him and arrested him. He's like, ah, when you got me, you got me. <laughs> yeah, well, see, he knows the game's up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, you know, hey, what can I say? You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Paisanos, you did a pretty good job. <laughs> also, uh, Leo killed my brother, so I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he basically just fills in. Like, he, he mostly just confirms some details that they pretty much already knew. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, Laura but and Renette were at his cabin. That's where they took the pictures for Flesh World, which was Laura's idea. Um, you know, he makes it very clear, like, this was not the first time they went to his cabin together to no. have a fuck party. Uh, and also, he makes clear that he uh, passed out before whatever happened happened. Yeah. To, yeah. to make it go bad. Yeah, and, Leo, you know, like, hit him over the head with a bottle because they were drunk and arguing, and that made Jacques bleed, which is where the blood on Leo's shirt came from. Yeah. And yes. then, yeah, at some point, I guess things moved to a train car, but, yeah, he was unconscious by that point. Which, you know, if you want to believe him or not, that's up to you, but... Right, right. Cooper believes him because he's, quote, too stupid to lie. Yes. Uh, and then soon, Cooper will be too stupid to not just accept blind evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Leo Johnson told, uh, said that I should go arrest this dude? Well, well seems I'm legit go to me. It. Yeah. The I the other part of this is I imagine once they find the corpse of Leo Johnson, things will change. Yeah, yeah. I uh, also don't believe that Leo's dead. I think that guy's got he's got more in the tank. He's gonna be like the fucking Rasputin of this shit. <laughs> he might be fucking dead. Yeah, that felt like a death scene to me. Like the first time, like they don't show you get him, him yeah. getting shot. This yeah. time he's like sitting on a couch bleeding out and like Tearing up, it, it feels like a death scene to me. Yeah, I, I am just, uh, you know, always follow anime rules. If you don't see them die, right, uh, then they may still be alive. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, yeah, uh, Doc Hayward is here at the hospital to treat Jacoby, who has had a heart attack, and is talking about how um, he saw, like, Laura at the park. He was, like, rambling incoherently when he came in. Who knows what that could mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete and Catherine are, like, just ripping their study apart, trying to find the ledger. But Pete gets distracted because he finds his old high school yearbook and just gets lost in the memories. Oh, He's Pete. having a good time. Oh, Pete, you're such a kind soul. Uh, but Catherine gets a call from uh, ex-con husband. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's, again, like, another, like... Catherine is at least like, smart enough to be like, alright, you're trying to, like, fucking... Uh, like, blackmail me. Right. But, uh, like, he just says, hey, the, we, we put the thing at the sawmill. Yeah, you should <laughs> we, go we put to your, the sawmill. We put your ledger at the sawmill. That's where it is. Yeah. All right, yeah. just trust me. And she's like, cool, right. <laughs> she knows it's getting burned down. Yeah, but she wants that ledger. She wants that ledger real bad. She does not want to get implicated. Yeah, so she... She knows what they're doing. Right. So she does have to stop it. She does just figure that she will defeat them with this gun that she has. (laughs) She'll just shoot the fire. Right. (laughs) That's what I would do. (laughs) Were you going to say something, Molly? No, I said I would shoot the fire as well. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, then we see Hank somehow in the middle of all his crimes has time to pose as, like, a hard-working husband and, uh, busboy at the diner. Is he gonna make an alibi? Yeah, I guess he made that phone call from the diner. We did see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just giving a whole speech to Norma about, like, oh, the, the cots at prison, they're so thin, and makes you think, how'd they get all them rocks in there? He's doing his five-minute set on prison. Uh-huh, Yeah. <laughs> They're just desperately trying to get a laugh from Norma, who is just giving him nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's like, listen, don't really care that much about you, man. But I did yeah. get you out of there, so you do owe me. Right, and he's I just like, I guess well, I'll kiss you. You know, the, the only thing that got me through prison all that time was fantasizing about you and our nice bed. I mean, no, mostly the bed, but you were there. But you were there. You were in the bed. I anyway. love, like, th- that she's like, well, I can't stop you from fantasizing. Yeah, <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, and he just gives the same bit he's given her multiple times at this point. Like, I am gonna win you back, Norma. You just gotta give me the chance to. You'll see. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a counselor in prison. He taught me how to be a good guy. Asian mysticism. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Ed comes home and sees uh, what's happened. God, yeah, he finds Max? Nadine Jesus. passed out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. So, yeah, he, uh, you know, dials 911 and is just, like, desperately trying to, you know, get her to wake up or, you know, anything. I, <laughs> it is probably the right thing to do in the moment. The fact that he just leans down and just starts slapping her face and, like, the specific foley they use for the slap is just very loud in a way that, like... Those slaps are not... Yeah, yeah, in a way yeah. that just makes it sound like he just kneels down and slaps her. I don't yeah. 
They should have just used the sound effect from uh, Go uh, Golden Eye. Uh huh. Uh huh. James shows up because he wants to share what he's learned with the cops, but uh, Lucy has already handed them the note the, that you know Leo passed on, quote unquote Leo. Yeah, Leo. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to uh, question. James, they're going to send Hawk out to surveil uh, the park because something fucked up is going on over there. Well, because that's where uh, Lucy notes that she heard a clock in the background that sounded like the park's clock. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Why they do you think know that? that? <laughs> Lucy's really good at details. Yeah, Lucy would know that. Yeah. I guess that's true. Lucy would know that. Lucy can absolutely tell you where every clock in Twin Peaks is based on the sound of its chime. Um, but... The reason why, I, I just realized the reason why Dale Cooper believes this is be, it's the same reason that, like, he believes all of his shit, because he, like, uh, because Truman, like, mentioned, like, we'll never find Leo, and then she just went, Leo called, and yeah. so he's like, ah, obviously. Right, right. This cosmic coincidence means that it is true. Yeah. Uh, so Cooper takes James aside while he hands uh, Truman the note to go check out James's motorcycle for drugs. Um, which he and Cooper does rightly point out that you're playing some real fucking dangerous games, boy. Yeah, James, you're like in deep in a way that like you really shouldn't be. Like, not even like you know you investigating, but you're putting other people at risk and. Yeah. Having people dress up as dead people and, like, you not even thinking what that may do to people's psyche. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Leland also shows up at the police station because he heard that they arrested the guy that killed Laura. Who told him this? Who told him this? Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I know news travels fast in a, a small town of 50,000. Not this fast. Yeah, like... He, if they revealed, like, next season that he had, like, bugged the police headquarters to be, like, sure, I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess to be fair, all the cops were sitting around talking about it. People might have been coming in and out of the police station. It's not. Wait, but why was he at the police station? And who would call him? I'm trying to think, when's the last time we saw Lee? Oh, it was when he was, like, sitting alone in the living room when Maddie thought she was sneaking out, but he yeah. was watching her go. Yeah, I, yeah. I think... Like, the best I could is that he is just, like, following every single person that he can. Yeah. Uh, and thus, like, like that's how, like, he knows it is because his life has now just become obsessive about this. Right, right. Um, Truman refuses to give him any details. You know, Truman knows full well Jacques is not the killer, but uh, yeah, yeah. But they need. He's just him. like, no. Listen, it's an ongoing investigation. I can't give you more details, Leland. You should go home and rest. Uh, yeah. But instead, uh, but Leland just is like hospital, huh? Hmm. Leland believes that he's in like a a revenge movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't realize that he's in Twin Peaks. <laughs> right. That's yeah. Uh, that's true. So they find the drugs that Bobby planted on James's motorcycle. Uh, so they are, you know, he's in big trouble. I think we just leave it at him being like, oh, what? And like, that's yeah. all we get to know in this episode. Yeah, like Cooper's just like, you got, you got to start giving me better answers. Yeah. 
I've been real patient with you, you little piece of shit. And I'm done. Well, because the other thing is that uh, Jacques mentioned that the one who was distributing the cocaine was a high schooler. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is this is all leading up to, well, if it's in his gas tank, it could be him. Right. It fits the clues they have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we see of Ben. Of course, my argument against that is look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. I think we are meant to understand that James is a bit of a bad boy loner. I mean, yeah, and listen, if if Laura can have a dark secret. Right, Uh uh-huh. Also, you know, Laura was last seen with these two, and they knew she was doing cocaine. Yeah, like, the the last person that saw Laura is is James, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben is at some creepy, (laughs) he's in, like, a real-life version of the Red Room (laughs) with the Icelanders. Yeah, yes. I, I almost, like, assumed that, like, the set of One-Eyed Jacks and the set of The Red Room is, like, they just, like, move some, some things stuff around. In and out. If you shifted the camera over and there was, like, a statue and some chairs, it wouldn't be that shocking. No. Um, it, it, it almost looks like a black box show where it's like, all right, this has to be both the casino and right. the lounge yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you know... Police station. <laughs> Which, obviously, that's deliberate on their part, because they're trying to give the idea that, like, that's why it looked that way in Cooper's dream, because he was subconsciously dreaming of, like, one-eyed jacks. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, Ben is just, like, finally getting one of these fucking uh, yeah. businessmen to sign a contract for the Ghostwood Estates. I guess Ben just wins for once. Yeah. Uh, and also, he gets a call from... Uh, again, don't remember his name. Ex-clone husband. Hank. Hank. The Domino. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's saying, like, all right, I'm gonna go kill Leo. And he's like, do it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good <laughs> to me, man. Proceed. <laughs> um, and then he's like, all right, gonna fuck some whores. God. Gonna fuck what's definitely not my daughter. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bobby goes over to the Johnson house to try and find Shelly, but it's only Leo here, and <laughs> Bobby is like, oh, Leo, oh, great. Yeah, you're actually who I wanted to talk to, not Shelly. So the thing about this and why I'm here is that actually I want to help you because you're my friend. And uh, and Leo tries to murder him with a fire axe. Yeah. It's so he just instantly crumbles. Uh-huh. Which, like, well, understandable. Lear's a scary guy, I might also but... crumple if somebody swung a fire axe at me. Yeah, if somebody swung at me with an axe, I'm not doing shit. No, yeah. but it's just so funny, all of his, like, blustering earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah, just immediately vanishes. Yeah. Um, it's one of, like, the the mini uh, cutscenes. Uh, like, or not cutscenes, like, you know, cliffhangers. Yeah. Uh, that we get... And I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I was just going to say, while it's on my mind, a, a horrible part of me expected that, like, that, uh, the one with Ben and Audrey would be one that we would get, like, almost an ending to. Oh, sure. Of him at least seeing her. Right. And then just almost being like, yeah, I knew this would happen someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, like, just him becoming, like, even more of a monster. Uh-huh. 
I get what you mean. Like, um, yeah, I, I thought the cliffhanger was not going to be like, how will they, like, how will he react is it more be, oh, he reacts in the worst way possible. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, no, during this, Leo gets shot from outside. Yeah, Hank shoots him from outside right before he's going to kill Bobby, which causes Leo to stagger back onto the couch. And, and Bobby he, gets up and runs away. Yeah, and Leo starts Actually, watching. I think this is him dying on screen. This sure looks like him dying this sure on screen him, to me. This sure looks like him dying on screen to me. The, with, the, with the lingering shot on his eyes. Yeah, because the TV got turned on during their struggle, and now he is bleeding out watching the bad guy on Invitation to Love get shot in the exact same way. Yeah, I which I like. More, I thought he was more just about like, ah, oh, it's like the TV. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. shit! <laughs> no, I think he's fucking dead. Leo's actor does a good job in the scene. He's just like quivering, and like you can see his eyes are tearing up as he like yeah. realizes I, he's dying. I don't make a lot of predictions. My, I'm going to make a prediction that I think Leo's going to be alive for next season. Okay, all right. At, le- at least at, the, at least in episode one for a bit. Sure. All right. Now that I'm after dead. It's written. <laughs> yeah, no, listen. Put in the envelope. Uh, Shelly is still at the mill. She's just, you know, completely, you know, she's tied to a post. She can't go anywhere. Yes, I'm yeah. shows up dead. with her gun. Catherine comes in and she's like, I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> you got a thing in your mouth. Shelly is just like screaming through the gag. I can't understand what you're saying. You got a thing in your mouth, stupid. <laughs> That's so fucking, fucking idiot. funny, dude. <laughs> and, then, and then like the fire starts and like she's like freaking out more. The most nonchalant look from Catherine at the fire. Like, yep, it's on fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, she's like, oh, well, this is happening now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so she ungags Shelly and is like, who are you? I'm I'm Shelly, you gotta help me, please, you gotta help me. Shut up, I'm thinking. (laughs) She's like, well, who called me here? And she's like, I don't know anything. And she's like, oh, fine, I'll get you out, Christ. Uh I just love that as the fire is spreading around them, Catherine's just like, be quiet, I'm trying to think. (laughs) Who would call me down to the mill to get me killed? Yeah. Who have I ever made mad? I don't get it. Now, (laughs) I know I don't have a lot of enemies. (laughs) I'm always so nice to everybody. I can't imagine who might want me dead. Yeah, but she uh, she finds an axe and cuts down the uh, ropes that Shelly is tied up with. And then they start getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah, but fire is really raging. Yeah, the fire is raging, and we cut to a fire alarm at the hospital. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and we see just everybody go running off because of that, but then we see a gloved hand that hit the fire alarm. And for a while, we don't see who it is as he goes into Jacques' room and uh, uses, like, some medical tape to bind his hands to the bed and smother him with a pillow. I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty clear who it is, given the last scene Leland Well, said, yeah. Oh, yeah, hospital. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to yes. the hospital. I don't disagree. I want to do a murder at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And Pris was like, it can't be this easy to kill someone with a pillow. <laughs> I've always wondered about that, because you see that in, like, movies and TV shows. I feel like you can kind of breathe with a pillow over your face. It's it's a real thing. with like I mean, unfortunately, it's a real thing uh, that happens to elderly people, mostly, mm. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, or babies enough. who roll over. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's fair. Uh, if I was being suffocated by a pillow, I would just act like I died before I did. <laughs> well, he see, does have a heart monitor hooked up. See, that's the problem here. <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> yeah. Leland, you're off the shits for this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Leland's been off the shits for a while. <laughs> yeah, but now he's really out there. Yeah, Jacques' heart monitor goes flat, and then we cut to uh, he, Leland's face have, just silently screaming in agony as he finishes killing this man. He's going to have so much egg on his face when he finds out that that was their one lead. Uh-huh. It he'll is be also like, so funny. He'll be like, oh, boy. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, it is also so funny that he does this by hitting one fire alarm on uh, the floor of the hospital. In my experience, if a fire alarm goes off at a, say, clinic, or uh, we all just go, is that a drill? <laughs> yeah. We just kind of look at each other like, is that a real fire? I don't right. know. And also, usually they would not abandon the patients. No, generally no. <laughs> no, yeah. There's a plan for that, usually. The doctor's just, oh, I'm fucking out of here. I'm fucking out of here. I ain't dying for this. I'm a doctor, not a fireman. Uh, Ben Uh, finally signs the papers. They give the the Icelander some poker chips. Here you go, buddy. Uh, Pete's at the mill that's, you know, completely consumed in fire. But he's like, no one's seen Catherine. I gotta go in and find her. That's my wife. (laughs) <laughs> the other guy at the mill's like, that seems like a bad idea, dude. Well, yeah, I don't got a choice. I love his little waddle towards the burning door. Yeah, he's like, listen, I gotta do it. That's my wife. Hmm. He basically does say that. He does. Um, the thing about I just Pete, wanted to do a mixture of the Borat voice and the Pete voice. <laughs> oh, listen, I know you did. The thing about Pete is yeah. he is either going to live through this in the funniest way possible uh just just comical or he's fucking dead there are or there, he's going there to be is the only one of the three of them that dies yes exactly that's what i'm saying it is either he's the only one who dies or he gets out and it's going to be fucking like a wall is going to fall around him like he's uh-huh. in a silent film yeah, yeah. like a buster <laughs> keaton ass thing yeah, yes yeah <laughs> those are the only two options you know uh have you guys See any of like the stuff that's been happening in Mary Worth? Yes. No. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> people were posting about it on Twitter. <laughs> no, I've been following Mary Worth for years. I've I've known this Wilbur situation well. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That does make sense for you and me, but yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but Pete, Pete just being like a nicer Wilbur is ex- would be extremely funny. Yeah, yeah. He's if Wilbur wasn't the dog shit worst. Yeah, uh, Molly, and for the listener who doesn't know for good reason. Go <laughs> ahead. I know I know about the Wilbur situation because Maxie and Luke have fucking talked about it on Eidolon. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we have time to get into the Wilbur discourse at an hour and 15 minutes into this episode. I, I was just going to say that he's like a character that's a schlubby, like, old guy who... Recently jumped off of a cruise ship and then washed up on a, like, private beach. He got on a cruise ship and he was like, he got drunk. He's like, I'm going to reenact the scene from Titanic. I'm king of the world. And he falls off the boat and then washes up on a desert island. He's like, oh, no, I got to climb this coconut tree for food. And then he realizes that he's just on a fucking resort. 
idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like surviving in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we are back with Audrey, who, like we said earlier, is getting a giant queen of diamonds sewn onto her dress by some kind of goblin. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why is there a witch here? The- they have, like, a fucking character for, like, a Grimm's fairy tale in this brothel to sew playing yeah. cards onto the girls. No, if I, you've I seen John ex- Wick 3, this makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have expected her to be like, now, child, you have been, uh, like, you know, married to, like, you know, the card, and the card right. shall see you forward. Like, she's literally got a big brown robe and a rope tied around it as a belt. She has a visor with the Joker card in it. Yeah. And then yeah. she just goes, good luck, child. And then skitters off like a <laughs> goblin into a secret side door in the room. Queen shit. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. I need to know more about this character. <laughs> well, I assume that season two is all about her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I kind of said earlier, her dad uh, comes back in, or her dad comes in, and we don't see how he reacts, but... Right, yeah, no, but she, she sees him, her. and he doesn't see her. Right, yes. yeah, yeah, she kind of sees him in the reflection of a mirror. Because he's like, hey, shut your eyes, it's better that way. Uh-huh, yeah, real creepy. You're shit. not gonna believe the dick you're about to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a bad situation, and, uh... But you know, Cooper, he's had a good day. <laughs> yeah, he's back at the he's back at the hotel. He is, the, the Icelanders are gone. Yeah, he's completely ignorant of like all the people that are dead or dying in the town yeah. right now. So he's just like, "Hey, Diane, I had a great time. I played some cards. I arrested a man. I got to watch that guy get shot. That was sick. That was sick. <laughs> I got to arrest a teenager for possessing drugs." It's a good time, and I'm finally yeah. gonna get a nice good night's sleep. If it wasn't for all these gunshots, <laughs> he goes into his room. He has a little spiel to Diane about like I'm gonna get a glass of warm milk to put me out. Twenty <sighs> four hour room service. It's got to be one of the finest inventions of modern civilization. That's not really invention. It's more just labor abuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does say premier achievement. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's the diamond achievement. Not a lot of people got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does find a note that got slipped under his door that says, to my special agent. Clearly from Audrey. Yeah, clearly. He's uh, like, okay, I'm not, I don't know, have time to read this shit tonight. Good for her, though, having the forethought to, hey, if before I go undercover at this brothel by myself, I should leave a note. <laughs> yeah. He gets a phone call uh, that he picks up and he goes, can you wait an hour? Can yeah, I get, get some sleep? Please yeah, wait until the- morning. The thing that, like, the way he's reacting to it is, doesn't make sense, like, with the, like, oh, it's Andy. Yeah, he yeah because he goes, says, who is who this? Is this? <laughs> yeah, he does not actually react like it's fucking Andy. Yeah. But we do hear on the phone as he puts the phone down to answer the door for his room service, Andy on the phone going like, Agent Cooper? Agent Cooper, we Leo Johnson got fucking shot, man, it's wild! And speaking Agent of getting Cooper! shot, that's what Cooper gets. He is... 100% wearing a bulletproof vest. 1,000% wearing a Honestly, bulletproof vest. you can kind of tell even in the, the shot of yes. him getting shot. Yes, yes, you can't. You can't trick me, Twin Peaks. Yeah, like I said, like, every time someone's gotten shot in this show so far, it's, like, just been blood. 
Yeah, and there's no blood from his wounds. Yes. Uh, yeah, he op- like there's a knock at the door, he opens it, we don't see who it is, but we do see they're holding a gun, and they shoot him several times in the midsection. Everybody in this town has nice leather gloves. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say. You know, it's it's a very far north town, they clearly get cold winters, up there. gotta be yeah. ready. And then we just get a to be continued. Yeah. And yeah, that's the end yeah. of season one of Twin Peaks. I can't believe they didn't reveal who the killer is. I know, I'm so mad. I can't believe it. I got no fucking so idea funny. who killed Laura Palmer. Not only do they not reveal the killer, they're like, yeah, here's 12 more mysteries, idiot. Enjoy. Here's 12 more mysteries, and also let's scratch <laughs> off, like, multiple possible answers to the question. It, it almost feels a little spiteful, but I don't think it is. No, I don't think it's spiteful. Mm-hmm. No. It is perhaps playful. Yes. And again, perhaps, oh god, please don't cancel us. We gotta give them something. Yeah, what, what I mean, uh, what I say, uh, there are shows that do things spitefully, like kill off characters so you don't know who the killer is anymore, right? Oh, sure. Or like stories yes. that will do that kind of thing. Yeah. This, this is uh, kind of that in that they do that, but they don't mean it because they're mean. They just do it because that's the show. Yeah, I feel like Leland murdering Jacques is, like, I think once you see that scene, it is shocking, but also, yeah, how else could his arc have possibly ended? Obviously, yeah. that's what was going to happen in retrospect. Yeah. After spending a whole season of him having these, like, extreme outbursts of emotion and just being completely unmoored and constantly showing up where he shouldn't be. Yep. Obviously, yeah, this, what else was ever going to happen? Uh, yep. Which I think yeah. is a, a good plot twist if it seems obvious in retrospect. Yeah, like he was just further and further going down this, uh, like, I, I don't know if I would call it a plot twist. Yeah, I guess it's not a plot. It's not a reveal of like, oh shit, you didn't even know. But you're right. It's 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 a it is a a plot progression. <laughs> yes. Uh, and like you could maybe be surprised that they like he went this far this early. Right. But it does not, you know, it is not, like, a shocker of, like, wait, how could that? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, I, I gotta rethink everything. This is more just... No, for sure. It doesn't reframe past stuff. It is just a a shocking plot development. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. He's, uh, he's off the shits. He is yeah. off the shits. He, he will now always forever be a murderer. Yep. Yep. I'm sure that's going to go great for his mental health. Uh, yeah, continuing. I'm sure that'll have no bad effects on him going forward. Yeah, no. Uh, pretty good TV show. <laughs> it's a pretty good TV show. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get to uh, season two next week. Season yeah. two is weird for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. There's, there, it is weird and there's a lot of different ways in which it is weird. I'm ready. I'm, yeah. yeah, I am also ready. Andy Lucy reconciliation arc. Let's go. <laughs> Staring off into space, thinking about the season two Andy Lucy arcs. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, I'm. Listen, we got through a whole season. I know it'll just be thrown in my face <laughs> like it always is, but I gotta ask. Uh-huh. Who, who, who do you think killed Laura Palmer? 
Douglas fir. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ashley. An undead Leo Johnson. <laughs> no way, but he was alive at the time. Or was he? Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> you gotta remove the head. That's why I don't think he's dead dead yet. Highlander <laughs> oh. oh, scenario. No, I did just say season two gets weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's fair. That's fair. I, I got, as, I got, as always, as always, who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the drama. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yes. The drama's good stuff. Uh, but... Do you guys want some questions? Please. I do. Um, from No Tree Bishu, uh, I know I asked it earlier this season, but I'll ask it again now. At this point, how creeped are you... Uh, how creeped out are you by Ben Horn on a scale from 1 to 10? Mm. Well, I did say earlier this podcast that I would not be surprised if he would would do incest. Right. Um. So I, I'll say a 10. Okay. He's, he's like a 6 at best. It is, to me, he like, in most scenes he is a 6 and then has moments that he jumps to like a 9. Like, him uh, walk, I don't like, even, even think he has he that know many of those. What's that? I don't even think he has that many of those, though. No, he doesn't have many, but they definitely, I don't know. I, I can see why they would color your perception of him when he's just... Most of the time, Ben is kind of a fun, corny, cigar-chomping villain. And yeah. then now and then, there is, like, a threatening side to him. We're like, ooh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Like, I don't know. Again, even though he doesn't know it's Audrey in there, the fact that he's just walking in on this girl that he knows is a high schooler that just got unwittingly roped into like you know sex work and maybe like sex slavery it's not clear how this place works uh and he's just like oh don't worry dear it's going to be just wonderful let me say some poems at you i am my skin does crawl off of my body and out to the ocean at that point you know yeah he, i mean he does suck but yeah uh from at crass pants is Twin peaks a normal small town well, yeah, but the thing about it tell, is that it's got a dark side. <laughs> as far as I well, can tell, every small town has a dark side, so it's pretty yeah, normal. That's, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say, that actually, th- that's the real secret, is that it is just a normal small right. town. Uh-huh. All of this is normal. <clears throat> I've said it before, but I do like the thing that, like, especially early on, they do treat it like, hey, I know this town seems perfect on the outside, but it does have a dark secret. But, like, does it seem perfect from the outside? All the problems seem pretty self-evident. Yeah, like like, like you said, like, it's... Cooper decides that the town is perfect and then only sees it through that lens. Yeah, and to an extent, I think a lot of the people that live in the town do the same fucking thing, where, like, you have girls disappearing randomly because they got picked up by one-eyed jacks. You have, like, a drug problem in your high school. You have... Well, we see all that's coming in and from Canada. Abusive that's... husbands everywhere. Like this town sucks. What do you mean it's perfect? A lot of that's from Canada. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot right. Of that is dark Canada. Canada. They're too close to the border. Too fucking close to the border. Yeah, <laughs> that evil just seeps over. That's yeah. why we established it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the real uh evil that's in the woods of Twin Peaks 
Canadian. <laughs> He's a Canadian. It's the Canadian border. Yes. <laughs> Um, Jim Barricake asks uh, Given how many things reference and take inspiration from Twin Peaks Is there anything about the show that surprised you so far? Uh, for me I thought the Red Room team would happen more than just once Yeah what the fuck where's the Red Room? That's yeah, all it's anybody only... fucking talks about It's one entire episode so far It's one scene in one episode Yeah and it's a good scene But yeah, That yeah. is the only here. thing you hear about Twin Peaks I, I think it was just something that was, like, extremely, like, oh, shit, this isn't, like, anything I've ever seen. Right. Um, or I'll it's say going to happen every other episode next season. Yeah. Um, I'll say that, like, Twin Peaks has still surprised me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, the thing that, like, I find myself, like, more surprised by is, like, looking back at things and going, like, Oh, that really was just Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you thinking of any specifics? Deadly Premonition, obviously. As like sure, the, yeah, yeah. But like parodies of things where it's like, oh, I thought that this was like more, like they had they put more joke into it. <laughs> right when they're but really nah. just kind of doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had talked about this on Twitter a little bit, but very much Alan Wake being like, oh, okay, you guys were just watching Twin Peaks. Got it. Right. Understood. Right. Yeah. Especially with, like, all the TV stuff in there. Yes, the TV and... stuff. Yeah. Yes. The big thing for me when I watched it for the first time was how much time gets spent on, like, the soap opera drama stuff. Like, people talk all about the crime, uh, like, the, the mystery solving and the surreal stuff, like we already touched on. No one talks about how much screen time of the show is given over to, like, sad middle-aged people yearning for each other, you know? You, you see, that was what I had heard was, like, I had heard complaints from people where it's like, yeah, they sell you on this, like, cool mystery, but then, like, actually, if you watch it, it's just, like, a bunch of sad middle-aged people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck else do you want to watch on television? <laughs> what else is there? Also, like, every fucking, like, beloved drama is just sad middle-aged people. Yeah, yes. like... That's, like, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. That's every one of them. Cinema. The dust cinema. I, I, I guess, like, if you are, like, really into David Lynch's more, like, experimental works. Yeah. And I mean, like, experimental, experimental, not like... <laughs> yeah. Normal film with weird shit in it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I could see how you'd be disappointed by this. Yeah, which weirdly, but I don't I feel know like... how many people follow that path. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also I, feel I, like. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, probably more people that are in my circle. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're paying attention to the people that with. want Eraserhead, the TV show. Yes. Um, that just won a, a full season of The Rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like based on stuff I have read from David Lynch or heard, like, in interviews and shit, him talking about the show, I feel like that's why he likes Twin Peaks a lot, is because it has more, like, normal human emotion in it than the stuff he makes by himself. When he, like... I feel like that's the thing that, like, Mark Frost brings to the table a lot and, like, mm -hmm. kind of fills it more with, like... Not life, but just, like, more down-to-earth, basic relationship stuff that kind of gives it a a different tone than just David Lynch work does. Yes. And I feel like he, David Lynch is very into that. Yeah. He, he's definitely someone who enjoys a collaborator. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's talked a lot about, like, he thinks it's it's really shitty that people tend to mostly give him credit for Twin Peaks, because he's like, I couldn't even tell you which ideas were mine and which were Mark Frost. We sat down and we talked for hours, right. and then we yeah. wrote it all down. Like it's And that you all- refine each other's work. Yeah, you can't yeah. even really say, like, oh, this part was mine, that part was his. No, all of it is 100% both of us. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where people who are fan, like mega fans of David Lynch and don't like some things about Twin Peaks will go, oh, the, all the stuff I like is David Lynch. All the stuff I don't like is Mark Frost. Yeah, yeah. Which just is isn't true. And isn't, like, yeah. And isn't how like collaborations like that work, like you said. Much right. like Again, the way this all the things written I- and directed by Mark Frost, and it's great. Much like uh, the way all things I like are communist and all the things you like are capitalist. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and then a uh, final question from uh, at Disco Shark. Uh, as someone going through the Let Me Tell You About Homestuck catalog, we oh, know no. James is, yeah, I was like, uh-oh. Uh, we know James is Tavros, but who else in Twin Peaks is each Homestuck character? Is Bobby Carcat? Is Audrey Visca? Oh. Bobby is not Carcat. Shut Bobby's the fuck not up. Bobby's not Carcat, but I Sorry, did, like... Sorry, question asker. I did enjoy, like, the mental image of that for a bit. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're gonna need a more complete pick. Like, we, we can we can make some guesses here, but, you know, we're, we're gonna need more info on these characters, the full understanding of them to really map the Homestuck cast onto them fully, I think. Catherine Vriska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody Pete- on the show I like enough to be a frisky cat. <laughs> well, we have to have, there's the kid, the kids, obviously the, the trolls, and then the adults, all the beforeans. Right, right. Uh, is Pete dad? <gasps> sure. Yeah, sure. Is, is Pete John's dad? <laughs> yes, probably. I feel like he is. I would almost say Big Ed. I can also see that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say that, like, maybe I could almost see James as a John. Hmm. Wow. You would Much say like that to Molly Luke? Who objects to Catherine being Briska. Okay. I object okay. to that. I can't believe you would say that to your friend. James is a weenie derogatory. John is a weenie affectionate. If you combine Tavros and, like, John. Yeah. I think you get a James. Hmm. No, but James isn't nerdy enough to be John. Yeah, no, we don't mm-hmm. have any real nerds on this show yet. Like, John Maddie would is, never wear a leather jacket. <laughs> Maddie is, like, the closest we have to a nerd, and we haven't seen a bunch of her outside of, like... Yeah, Maddie's my, more of a jade. <laughs> yeah, outside of my cousin is Laura Palmer, and I look like her. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah, not the question asker. No, just... yes, me, just me saying that all the characters you like are characters we don't like here. <laughs> Fucking you see, the thing suck, is dude. that there's no rose, so. Dawn is a little bit of a rose, like 10%. Yeah. She's more rose than anybody else. There's not a lot of uh, character development on uh, a lot of the women's enough to... <laughs> Get a Rose or a Kanaya. Honestly, there's not a lot of character development in general. There's a lot of characters and a lot of plot to get through. Yeah. A lot like Homestuck. A lot like Homestuck. Um, But that's it for questions. All right. We only have, like, what, 45 episodes to go? 
Yeah, what, uh, I think season two is 22 episodes and season three is 18. Woof. Yeah. And then we got the movie in there and maybe a bonus or two. We'll see. Right, for all the deleted scenes that we apparently have to fucking watch. I don't know that we have... We will have a conversation about whether we want to watch them. <laughs> fucking four hours worth of bullshit. Again, what... <laughs> Again, they are canon and they do get referenced in <laughs> yeah. season three. They're not exactly essential. I could... I, I know. I could spend about five minutes explaining the things that you would need to know, and even then you'd be like, why'd you bother spending five minutes? I didn't really need that. <laughs> yeah. Cinema. 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 Luke, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, no, Eidolon Playtest. Eidolon Become Your Best Self is the name of the game we play on that show. It's Me true. and Molly wrote it together. It's inspired by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona. Uh, it is the actual play RPG podcast, the finale. We're in the we're in the middle of releasing the finale right now. It's so much. <laughs> so much fucking work, dude. It's a lot. I'm very proud of it, but oh my god, it's yeah. so much audio to edit. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ashley, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me at URL Alberto with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. And you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give, Give Ashley your fucking money. Ashley, your fucking money! Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, ineedmail.com, thesecondbestgame.club. Uh, me and Nora, we're recording this uh, weirdly on a Friday Tomorrow I will be talking about Dragon Age Origins. So by the time you hear this episode of Reprise, that episode will be up. So if you want to hear us talk about that awful, horrible video game, <laughs> uh, you know, give us give us a couple hours of your time. We'll tell you why it's bad. Uh-huh. I got a lot. Yeah. I got a lot of reasons why it's bad. I don't know if I have a lot to talk about, though. Hmm. Just Godspeed. sucks, man. Just sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that's... Uh, you go to audioentropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper-hand corner of the website, give us a little bit of money for the website, for the hosting. Um, thank you, everybody who has. Um, you can go to iTunes and leave us a review, uh, or whatever podcast thing you listen to our show on, you can leave us a review and a rating and all that stuff. Be very nice to us. I don't want to... Don't bother if you're not going to do that, so... Uh, and that's it, I think. That's about it, yeah. Come back it. next time. We're going to Season watch- 2. Twin Peaks episode nine, aka or no, yeah, Twin Peaks episode nine, aka Twin Peaks episode eight, aka Twin Peaks season two episode one, aka no fuck off, no fuck off. May the giant be with you, <gasps> and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but these until episode then. titles are not good. <laughs> uh, until then. Damn fine podcast. Damn fine podcast. Wait, let me. Uh, I just got to some room service of a of a podcast. Let me just wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>